insert song right here. And then I'll let you just introduce, open it oh, up. Oh, I get to do the introduction yeah. this time. Wow. Things, <laughs> I don't even know what to say. This is new. This is new. Uh, welcome, <laughs> welcome to the file drawer. A podcast. Well done. You did my job very well that time. <laughs> uh, with, with Sam and Eric, a special holiday edition, uh, of, of the podcast. Hello, Eric. How are you? Doing good, man. So we're we're trying to get this technology working. Yeah, it seems like it's working out all right. Maybe yes. hopefully everything's recording. Just to to give you a glimpse behind the curtain, normally Eric and I are sitting in the same room when we record this, but now we have several hundred miles between us, uh, and we are using Skype, and it's just not a true, authentic, professional podcast uh, until we talk about Skype or Skype drops our call or one of us turns into a robot <laughs> while trying to talk to each other. That is true. That, that's Sam, are you standing up right now? No, I am not. I'm actually sitting and I'm holding my mic in front of my my face because I didn't bring my mic stand home because it's a pain to bring on the on the plane. So right. my arms are probably going to get tired. Yeah, this, I, yeah, this this might be a short shorter one then. Yeah, the, this this the length of this podcast is contingent upon my arm strength. All right. So real short. So you were saying that your parents watched an episode of Black Mirror? Well. Or? I last night I was reading and my dad came down and asked if I wanted to watch Black Mirror with them and I declined because I was reading and so I thought they went upstairs and were going to watch Black Mirror but now that I think about what I was hearing from upstairs last night I heard a lot of Christmas music and I don't know it didn't sound uh, like Black Mirror so I'm not sure if they did or not they're not here at the moment so I can't ask them yeah but there's at least some interest among my parents in terms of watching Black Mirror yeah the um Interesting. So there was a. They actually released on Christmas. In, I think in the U.S. They had a episode for Christmas. Oh, maybe then maybe and this it, was it. <laughs> and that's what I wanted to talk about um, briefly, but because again, it's hard to talk about without spoiling it. Yeah, don't don't ruin it for everyone, Eric. But uh, it was called Black Mirror. I think it was called White Christmas. Okay. And uh, old Johnny Ham, John Ham. Oh yeah, Madman guy, right? Madman. Yeah, he was in it, and I've never seen Madman, but. He sort of had that sort of, from what I hear about Madman, it seemed like, um, obviously a different character, but he seemed to also also bring to this role a sort of suaveness, a sort of, uh, you know, that He's sort of very com- suave confidence, man. confident suaveness to the role. Yeah. Um, so this character was really good. Uh, and he was like, you know, he was involved in the whole, you know, episode. So he was the primary character. Nice. This episode, man, was really, really good. Uh, and also <laughs> very kind of... Sad at the same time. Isn't, I mean, isn't that kind of a reoccurring theme in the show? Like, kind of, kind of sad stuff. Or no? yeah, 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 yeah. It's um, again. Why are you trying you know, to make me sad? I'm trying to make me watch the show and, and and just ruin my mood. I know, right? I think it's brilliant that it was released on Christmas. I mean, it's <laughs> you know, yeah, um, and it's a, you know a Christmas episode, but you leave it not feeling jolly <laughs> so so maybe so maybe they were uh, watching that episode maybe um, they may have actually i will yeah. i will ask them if they return while we record we maybe we'll get my dad to, to or my mom to say something but as of right now they're not here so we'll just have to carry on without them carry on without them cool yep uh so other than that uh, so my christmas man i um yeah let's hear about it i went i went to virginia cool with relatives how is that? So you, you, but you live in North Carolina, right? Or no? Yeah, my uh, my mom lives in my mom and sister live in North Carolina. Okay, so how long of a drive is that to Virginia? 
Uh, it's only like three hours. Okay. I mean, it's like a it's a quick it's a quick drive. Yeah. Um, n- now what I call living, especially I, <laughs> living in like sort of the Los Angeles area, knowing that it takes an hour to get Anywhere. to regular regular places. Yeah. Like a three-hour drive is nothing. Uh, that's nothing. You, you know, to actually go out of the state. Yeah. You know, and uh, into a different place. So went there. Uh, my grandma lives there. Uh, my uncles live there. Uh, their families. Is this on Christmas Day? Uh, we went there Christmas Eve. Okay. Christmas Eve. And um, my cousins came down on Christmas Day, and we did like kind of a big dinner mm-hmm. uh, at my aunt's house. Um, so this is a lot of people. You have a big family, or? Uh, not not really. You yeah. know, uh, there were some some guests uh, mm-hmm. that my aunt invited that were just you know like uh, a neighbor who's uh-huh. a little older. I guess her family's not near. My aunt invited her over. Cool. Um, she has a son through you know a different marriage or whatever. So mm-hmm. I never really consider this is a little me, but I never really consider him family per se. Um, mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, so he you know he had friends over there. Um, cool. The actual family not so huge, but um, it was cool though. Do you guys so have we, any? Uh, do you guys have any Christmas Eve traditions or anything? Nah, nah. I mean, the expectation typically is like mom, which didn't really happen this year. My, my aunt, or you know, it's kind of my aunt. She's kind of a new aunt as well. But mm-hmm. uh, I, um, uh, she wanted to cook, I guess, everything this year. But <laughs> ambitious. Uh, yeah, my grandma typically makes like a macaroni and cheese. Oh, and uh, she makes delicious rolls that are like so good, like mm-hmm. yeast rolls, and they're so mm-hmm. good. And she made them, but we didn't have them at the actual dinner. She made them, and uh, we actually had them the Christmas Eve night uh, for dinner. Um, but uh, you're making me hungry. Yeah, man. Yeah, it's so good. A mac and cheese. Mac and cheese is incredible. No crumbles on it. No casserole like mac and cheese. No. <laughs> are, you, weird... are you are you digging the macaroni yeah. and cheese that I've made for some of our get-togethers? Yeah. No weird onion things or whatever. Onion dried onions. So, so wait. So it. is it not a uh, a baked macaroni and cheese? Is it kind of more? Us? No, she bakes it. It's okay. No, no breadcrumbs on top? No, no. I'm sure no, it's still good, though. It's really... No, it, of course it's good. <laughs> <laughs> of course it's better. <laughs> but, uh, so, uh, yeah, I mean, this one was a little different. I mean, there's no traditional stuff. Um, uh-huh. I guess this is not quite a tradition. My cousin, um, and this is not a traditional ho- uh, Christmas thing, but uh, or holiday thing, per se, but sometimes when I go up to Virginia, a couple times now, I guess, my cousin enjoys uh, sitting by a fire pit that my uncle nice. kind of built. It's just big, basically big rocks that he got from somebody, uh-huh. <laughs> and he formed them into a circle. And we built, and he has a bunch of. Unlike California, there are trees everywhere, <laughs> and uh, he, you know, my uncle does like landscaping type stuff, and uh-huh. he cuts down trees all the time and whatever. So he has a bunch of big logs that we just blaze gotcha. on fire. So was the wet? The weather was nice enough for you guys to hang out outside. Uh, yeah, it was actually. I mean, the, the day before it was raining. Um. But the temperature was not bad at all, man. Yeah. Uh, it got a little cold, like late late on in the night. But again, with the huge fire, yeah, it was you know you could withstand it a bit. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, and so uh, yeah, man. So lit the fire. We kind of sat around, basically just drinking beers. Nice <laughs> Dr- drinking beers, listening to music. Um, my little cousin got like this archery kit. That's a kind of a <laughs> le- legit ar- archery. Uh, she's like, I don't know, maybe ten. I uh-huh. don't know. I, I think she's about ten. Yeah. Um, and I guess she was thinking that she was Katniss Everdeen from the Hunger Games because she <laughs> nice. loves those movies. But she's never good movies. Yeah, she's never shot um, an arrow, bow and arrow. 
Yeah, she's never shot a bow and arrow before, but she had this target by the end of like an, like an hour. She was like hitting on target. Nice. I was like, I was like, oh, that's pretty good. And it, it was at, it was at a good distance, by yeah. the way. Did, like it was. <laughs> did you take a turn, Eric? I did. Uh, How'd I, you I, do? I shot the arrow in the du- in the in the dirt a couple times. <laughs> what what'd the dirt ever do to you? Uh, you were aiming there, right? No, okay. no. I was trying to help, trying trying to make yeah. you sound cool. Yeah, but uh, so I, I did. It wasn't as good as her. You um, are no Katniss. No, that would I not. Did, I, okay, if you were in Hunger Games, though, what would your chosen weapon be? Oh, that's a that's a good question. Mm. I like. This is going to sound sadistic, and <laughs> so I'm kind of joking at the same time. But I, I like the idea of a blade. Yeah. The the the, the um, like a sword. It, no, like a uh, maybe a sword, but also maybe a short blade, dagger type thing. Okay. Because the, inti- the intimacy. Oh. Oh. Of, of, of <laughs> the intimacy of being up close. I think I, I think I got this from some like Arnold Schwarzenegger movie or something. Some, some like some villain was saying. So this. You want to you want to <laughs> see the fear in their eyes as it you might, kill them. It might have been Commando. <laughs> like it might have been that movie. <laughs> nice. Uh, well, so that, that you have a lot of a uh, lot of trust in your ability to get nice and close. Yeah. Re- realistically, I wanted something distance. That's why I don't <laughs> like have a sniper cross. rifle. Yeah, yeah. I don't want to get close at all. <laughs> Or like an RPG or something. <laughs> I don't know if that. I've always seen. Yeah, I guess I've seen the first Hunger Game and the second one. But uh, what would your weapon of choice be? Uh, that's a good. That's a good question. Um, I don't want to get super close. I mean, I like. I like the idea of I, maybe having like two swords, like a, like two katanas. That would be pretty neat. <laughs> right? Katanas. Yeah. Okay. Um. I mean that 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 sounds and looks cool, but. Realistically, I want whatever can keep me furthest away. Exactly. Thinking maybe I would just get a bunch of like, like claymore mines and just hide somewhere and just wait for people to come near me. <coughs> good not very exciting. It would not make for a good movie. It's like it Viet- would just be me sitting there. It's like uh, Viet Viet Cong style. Mm-hmm. You know, just yeah. have the landmine set up. And, well, uh, I mean, do you have, do you ever play like first person shooter video games? Um, like. It would be it would be like I the worst person to play against is the one that just kinda like hides in a corner and just waits for you to come around, you know, yeah. come come out from behind the cover and just kills you before you even know what happens. Yeah. That would be me. Yeah. I get killed all the time. Yeah, I, I'm not a big I'm, fan of those those types ter- of games. Mostly because they just make me feel silly. Yeah, I'm terrible at those. I did I talk to my aunt. I'm trying to convince her to do some sort of podcast. She may or may not listen to this because I told her about ours. Awesome. Uh I told her to start some sort of podcast. She's really involved. Oh, she well, she's the director of a adoption agency. Okay. Um, I think, and she she's like a social worker type person. I think she has a, like MS or social work mm-hmm. degree or whatever. Master's um, in social social work. I, I may be getting that wrong, but um, she's really insightful. Um, you know, my sister was kind of talking to her about some stuff through her, about a friend or whatever, just uh-huh. trying to get advice. And she's really insightful and has like a interesting perspective and experience in terms of adoption and. Um, so we got into a conversation of like if you're adopted and uh, you know you're trying to approach or trying to you know uh, initiate contact mm-hmm. say you found your adoptive parents and stuff um, how do you do that and I, you know I'm like you know that, that's actually interesting like what if, if someone was trying to do that yeah. there may not be there probably is some guidance out there but they may not really know know necessarily where to go right for that information like how how to initiate contact without like scaring the person away you know it's all sort of a how you know 
relational type of thing? You know, how do you yeah. approach somebody in a relational way that doesn't scare them? Well, if, and, there's, uh, if there's one thing I've learned from the internet is that there's a community of people for every single topic or issue or interest in the world. So I bet you there are lots of. I, I, I bet you there is a an audience for a podcast about something like that. Yeah, yeah. So I was telling her like how easy it is. I mean, just kind of got to commit to it. You know doing it i don't know how much you would have to say or how much information or how much different or how much variety of information you'd have every week but at least yeah. trying it uh, yeah good and also maybe i was telling her maybe even a blog um oh yeah yeah because all about I think, that i think she has an interesting take hey hell, hell i might even uh ask her to join in ours even though it's good. Oh, totally a different Totally a different type of thing, but uh. <laughs> well, we are our topics are are loose at best, so I think she should come on. Yeah. Cool. Uh, yeah. All right. So yeah, I've just been talking talking away, but uh, how was your? Uh, yeah, time? it was it was good. So I I flew home on Christmas Eve, uh, caught a ride to the airport at like four in the morning, and landed in Michigan like three thirty in the afternoon. On Christmas Eve, and uh, our our family tradition for Christmas Eve is that we do a uh, an oil fondue. Uh, mm. We're basically mm. you've got it's basically you just deep fry a bunch of stuff. It's awesome. <laughs> so we have a bunch of bunch of uh, pots of like super hot oil on the table, and then we have chopped uh, chopped chicken, steak, potatoes, cauliflower, shrimp, um, like biscuit dough. And then you essentially just put them on the end of skewers, and you put it in the oil, and you cook yourself uh, some some food. You deep fry them, and then you like dip it in various sauces or the the, the biscuits. You dip in melted butter, and then in cinnamon sugar, and you make little donuts. Oh, uh, so that's our tradition. We do that every year. My uncle and his wife, and my aunt, come comes over, and uh, we do that. My all my brothers were there, and uh, usually the thing with the with fondue is that. If you do an oil fondue, you normally feel like crap by the end because you ingest probably more than the uh, suggested amount of cooking oil. Yeah, um, like you try to like get the excess off with paper towel, but you know there's only so much you can do. But it's delicious yeah. and awesome. And then we usually get open uh, a few gifts Christmas Eve, um, and that's that's really it for our our kind of Christmas Eve traditions. Yeah. Well, now. So you were saying you're 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 feeling like you may be coming down with something. Yeah. Is it just the oil fondue catching up with you? <laughs> <laughs> I think I'm far enough removed. See the way, the way you feel after fondue is just like kind of sick to your stomach. You just kind of uh, the way I feel now is I've got I've I had like a incredible sneeze attack this morning. Like I sneezed so much, I I felt like I had to take a shower to get clean. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, I, and I'm, I'm not sure if I'm getting sick or if I've developed a cat allergy. We have a couple cats here at my parents' house and I never thought I was allergic to them, but I don't know. My eyes are pretty itchy and I'm sneezing like a fool. Yeah. That, that sounds like allergy. Yeah. Like allergy. Yeah. Oh, well. Oil fondue. You guys yeah. try to really make it sound so regal. <laughs> you, you, you guys, what we call that in itself is deep frying stuff. That's all that you're doing. Yeah. Oil. It really, it really, it's like, it's like personalized deep frying. Yeah. So how many, um, how many, uh, oil splatters have, did you get on your hand? Uh, did you get, I burns? did pretty well. I avoided most burns. I accidentally <laughs> splashed my brother's girlfriend. Uh, something, well, something fell off my skewer when I was trying to get it out, and it splashed yeah. a little bit under her hand. I felt badly, yeah. but no, it was a it was a surprisingly uh, injury free uh, Christmas Eve 
meal. Sometimes, yeah, you know, when when you're dealing with boiling oil, there's always the possibility of bad things happening. This is this is funny. This reminds me of a story that my uncles were vaguely uh, remembering and telling us about as we were sitting around the bonfire. Uh-huh. Um, they were telling a story of like how one of my great aunts, I guess, I don't know her, um, Gracie or something, <laughs> was a little nuts. And I guess uh, <laughs> she, was, she was married to, I guess, my grandfather's brother, Okay, I believe. And at some point in time, this is way back in the day, when they were younger, I guess, she decided to throw like hot oil on on him. Oh, no, <laughs> that's, that's terrible. So I mean, you I mean, ended up being all right, but okay. just the idea that the idea of how that that's that was, crazy. That, that seemed that that just came across her mind as a good idea. Yeah, that's. Uh, I guess she was mad at something, but that's hmm. absolutely insane. <laughs> yes, it is. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Uh, co- coincidentally, one of my parents' cats' name is Gracie. Oh, so we have a connection there. Pretty crazy, yeah, right? Wa- watch out for that cat. <laughs> that, yeah, cat's, I, that cat's trying to uh, that cat's plotting. trying to uh, be plotting against you, Sam. Cats are always plotting. I don't know if you have much experience with cats, but they're they're you can just tell they're always they're just waiting for their opportunity. Yeah, my, to wreak my, havoc. My sister has a cat, which is absolutely terrible. Like I, I don't do anything <laughs> to it. I've tried to give it treats and stuff. Try to be nice. Yeah, but I'll just walk in the room and it starts going. <laughs> <laughs> wow! Meow. Then it'll go meow, <laughs> like it, like it's schizophrenic, like it's uh, has multiple personalities. <laughs> yeah, or like a, what is it? We talked about this uh, dis- dissociative disorder or something. I think that's the name of it now. But uh, yeah, it's absolutely insane. Now, in contrast, in Virginia, they have like an outdoor cat. I don't even know if it's their cat. Uh-huh. This cat is cool. Just hangs comes out. up, yeah. hangs out, chills, runs up a couple of trees, chills, jumps yep. in your lap. You know it. It's a very legit cat. This cat is super fluffy and likes to lay on her back and make it look like she wants her tummy rubbed. And you want to rub that tummy. It's so soft and fluffy. And then you go to rub the tummy and you are attacked. Yeah, that's crazy. See, that's a crazy cat. See, that's why dogs, dogs are far superior. They're much simpler. They are. They are. A dog will always accept belly rubs or head rubs. Yeah, most dogs. you, you You do have some exceptions, but... Yeah. And I guess the exception for a dog is maybe has greater uh, ramifications than exceptions for a cat. <laughs> it's true. That is true. I don't want to get scratched by a cat, though. I mean, yeah. Cat scratch ugh. fever is an actual thing. Is it really? Yeah, my mom got it once. So what happens? Uh, I don't remember what the exact symptoms are, but it's like it like literally is like scratched by a cat and like some sort of bacteria or something can get, get into your blood and cause... I don't know if it's like fatigue and fever and yeah, it's pretty. Uh, it, I thought it was just a Ted Nugent song, um, uh, but nope, it's a it's a real thing. Yeah, other weird cat disease or stuff that's out there is a toxic toxic plasmosis Gandhi. Is that the one that's in their poop? Yeah. Oh yeah. yeah. They're like, what do you know? Do you know much about that? I think um, it's a bacteria that really. Like when like rats eat it or something, it causes the rats to like become like non like not afraid of death and fear or something yeah. like that. So then they That's get what I thought that was some sort of like mind or, control thing. Yeah, then it gets closer to the cat or something like that. Basically, well, does the it, bacteria, can, it get, can it get in human brains? Does that mean, is that why we like cats? Uh, there are some studies out there that I think um, I would have to look this up. Uh-huh. But I think have tried to look and assess whether or not 
they can impact human beings the same. And I think I think they have done a study and they found that, like in countries that have like more aggressive like foot, you know soccer football uh-huh. uh, teams or something like that, might have more of this bacteria or something like that. I have to look it up. I've heard, I've heard this on a different on another podcast. Okay, I well, think I heard we need to look that up. Joe, Joe Rogan Experience podcast. Because if it's true that cats have some sort of bacteria or virus that gets in our brains and makes us like them, I almost respect cats a little bit more. What? Like that's what? pretty high. Like that's no. that's high level stuff right there. It's not the cat that's doing it though. It's the bacteria. Yeah, but the cat has like has like developed the bacteria. And... The cat has no idea what's going on. <laughs> it's the bacteria, man. The bacteria that's probably been around for millions of years, man. Surviving. Yeah. Surviving. It's impressive. Surviving. When we're all dead, when we're all dead, and the on cats this earth, are ruling the world. No, the cats oh. are going to be dead too. No, the bacteria, bacteria needs the cat. Bacteria. The bacteria is going to die if the cats die. It's well, no, the bacteria I think will evolve once, once more. Mm. Well, I mean, you I know, think it's it's a given that when humans go extinct, all that's going to be left is is bacteria and cockroaches. I'm gonna start. I'm gonna start a cult that only follows bacteria. <laughs> <laughs> the, the, you, guys, you guys are have some awesome monuments. Really, really small monuments. <laughs> they're, they're all tiny. Yeah. You all, all the monuments you have to look up. Uh, and microscopes. Microscopes. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> Bacterias, lactobacillus. I uh, sign me up. Yeah, man. That's that's who we need to be. Now this sounds so blasphemous to everybody. Oh, whatever. (laughs) (laughs) So, do you get any uh, any cool things for Christmas? Nah, I'm not really a requester of gifts. Yeah, my uncle, uh, uncle gave me like some cash. Nice. Oh yeah, so, and my other uncle gave me. Uh, he, he, we were went to the liquor store, and I was about to buy some uh, uh, honey whiskey, some uh, mm. some little G- Jim Beam honey whiskey. And he was a, uh, and he takes the bottle, pays for it, and goes, "Merry Christmas." <laughs> <laughs> well done. My uncles are interesting. Uh, interesting. <laughs> very. Do you, have, do you have any stories that you're 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 really wanting to share? Nah, okay. other than they're really they're really into NASCAR. Nice. They're really, I know you're super into NASCAR. No, that's not true. <laughs> that's not true at all. They really love themselves. Some Dale was it Dale Earnhardt Jr. Yeah. Um, they go to the races and all that stuff. Cool. I one time, one time, I watched an entire NASCAR race on TV because I felt like I should. I should be able to say that one time I have watched an entire race. An entire race. Yeah. yeah. It was like three or four hours long. Um, I'm, I don't remember. I, I think I may have blacked out a little bit. Uh, I don't really remember everything, but I do remember getting vaguely into it. Okay. Okay. Do you hear that in the background? That's a cat. Is, that's a cat knocking things off of a table. Oh my gosh. I think she just knocked my dad's Chromebook off of a table. Uh, your dad got a Chromebook? Yep. Um, He's had one he had for a while, it? I think. Yeah. yeah. What does he think about it? Cause I've, I've, I've been looking at it getting just an inexpensive little you know, computer. Yeah, uh, I think I think he likes it. I mean, he doesn't have to do a lot of like heavy duty stuff. And if you're just kind of surfing the web, doing some word processing, um, you know that that type of stuff, there's it's it's really good. Yeah, especially if you like you use Google Docs and stuff, and you're really into the kind of Google uh, ecosystem. It seems like a pretty good computer. Yeah, yeah. Because I'm tired of my laptop. I need something because my laptop is just it's falling apart. Yeah, I've dropped the thing so many times. <laughs> It's it's it already kind of sucked in the first place. It's heavy. Yeah. Um, so something simple that I can just do, you know, light work on would be awesome. So I'm I'm also kind of looking at Windows has 
know, Microsoft has their own version of that type of thing as well. Okay. So I'm also looking at that. Cool. It'd be nice. It'd be nice if, uh, if Apple had a l- little version of something like that. But yeah, I mean, MacBook Airs are not that expensive. Yes, they are. What? Are they? I don't know. Yes. They have like a, like a, how, what are we, I'm thinking yeah. like, there's like, like a, min- Minimum eight hundred dollars at minimum. Okay, yeah. not less than eight hundred dollars. See, I've been using like Apple computers for so long. I'm like, yeah, that's like the cheap Apple. Like that's that's not that bad. But like, there are I forgot like there's like a whole other kind of spectrum of computers much cheaper than that. Yeah, you can maybe yeah. get a refurb refurbished one for a little bit cheaper than that. You know what, Eric? Sometimes you just gotta pay for quality. I was looking at some refurb ones, and I think those might have been the ones at eight hundred dollars. Yeah, that sounds whatever. right. Whatever. You just gotta pay for quality. Pay for quality, Eric. No, whatever. <laughs> whatever, man. That's, I have no argument when I just start saying whatever. I, I, that, it's it's very effective. But um, no, here's the thing. Again, eh, let's not talk. I'm not going to turn this into a bashing computers thing because I do I do like those products. Yeah. At the same time, they are set at a higher price point than I yeah. wish to spend money on right now. So. I'm on the Apple Store website right now, and my mic is on the page. I'm looking at it right now. The blue, blue the Yeti. Blue, the blue Yeti. Yep. Yeah, and that's a good mic. Yeah, I, li- I like it. I'm using my uh, sister's Samsung CL1U. Oh, the the old CL1U. That's uh CL1CCL1U. I guess uh, CL1U. Yeah, I know. I know the old CL1U. Oh, Samson. Well, Samson. I, I, I was surprised to see that. Uh, you know, they, 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 on that podcast method site, he actually suggested this one. Oh yeah, I think they use Samson mics on, or I think on, on the podcast I listen to called Back to Work. I think Merlin Mann uses a Samson mic. Yeah, I've never, the, I've never heard of them up until that point. That's yeah, that's interesting. Yeah, I think the only issue is like, like I said, I think I'm getting some, um, some either some tower noise, kind of just like a low hum, mm. um, coming in from the computer. Well, I'll use my editing magic, my very rudimentary knowledge to fix it yeah. and make it sound beautiful. Yeah. All right, so what are your plans for the rest of break? We now that we're now you got the major holiday behind you. What's uh what's what's what are you what are you up to? I don't know, man. I'll be go out, going out and traveling to see people. Um nice. Do you have uh New Year's plans? Uh not yet, but cool. maybe. Um uh, I've come to realize I've just gotten incredibly boring. <laughs> <laughs> You're just now realizing that. Yeah, I mean, I, I can, I can pull out some excitement every once in a while, but mm-hmm. yeah, I mean, I, I probably would prefer to do something low key for New yeah. Year's. I imagine. I don't know what that would be right now. Yeah. Yeah. What about you? Uh, let's see, just overall plans. There's this uh, this hockey tournament, this college hockey tournament that happens every year around this time at Joe Louis Arena, uh, which is where the Red Wings play. And we're going to go to that tomorrow. We're going to watch Michigan Tech, which is where my brother goes to school and where both of my parents went to college, play Michigan, which is where my other brother goes to school. Uh, so we're going to go watch that tomorrow afternoon. Uh, other than that, no real plans. I'm going to go see some buddies who still live in the area from high school, um, hanging out. At, two of my brothers live uh, within like 10 minutes of here. One is within like five minutes of here. So hang out over there play some video games with them, spend some time together, probably go see my cousin who just bought a new house. So go see his new house. And 
yeah, that's that's about it. it I'm probably going to take all of next week off, hopefully, um, unless I'm feeling just really feeling the urge to do some sort of, of work and then get back to it the, the following week. Yeah. Uh, has anybody done a beard challenge or challenged you to a beard off? Nobody is close to my beard. Three really? of three of my brothers do have beards right now, but they're not as bushy as mine. And then my fourth brother, who is currently in the Bahamas, uh, does not have a beard. Oh, he's he had to get Bahama ready then. Yeah, well, he also can't grow a beard. <laughs> oh, very well. Oh, so that's what that'd be the perfect time for. Oh. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and I also think he's been he's been. Uh, his, his his girlfriend forbade him uh, to grow a beard. Yeah, she's not a, not a beard fan. Yeah, that's hilarious. <laughs> Works out well for him since he can't really. But yeah, he is the only uh, Sperlin boy without one. A boy without a beard. That you know, what? a boy without a beard is that even a boy? <laughs> I don't know where you're going with that. I don't, I don't know. know. I was just <laughs> I was postulating. <laughs> I was hoping that you didn't have a beard right now. I can't see you because we're only on audio, but. Uh, I have like a little bit of a stubble. All right. More yeah. than a five o'clock shadow. Nice. Yeah. My uncle commented. He was like, man, because I was there for three days. He was in, uh, so he saw me the first day uh-huh. that we were driving up. And then the last day when we were driving out, he goes, man, I can barely grow a beard. And he, had a little, he has a little goatee. But uh, he goes, and you've already, yours has already grown in like two days <laughs> since I've seen you. Yeah. Mine doesn't grow incredibly fast, but it grows, you know, relatively fast. Mine, than others. mine grows annoyingly fast. Yeah. But it's all right. Is it is it pretty cold up there? No, it's not. It's actually raining right now. Um, it's supposed to get up into like mid forties today, uh, which is not that cold for this time of year in Michigan. Yeah, I'm hoping it gets cold though because I want I want to play pond hockey, and right now there is no ice anywhere. Uh, it would be fun to go sledding potentially. I haven't gone yeah. sledding in a long time, and I feel like that should be a thing I do in Michigan since we don't really do it in California. I just want to, I want to experience some actual snow while I'm here. Yeah. But well, right now it's not not happening. How many days does it, do you just need like one hard uh cold no. freeze? It's got it's got to be days. cold for a little while to go okay. skating outside. I was about to say cuz you're going to end up getting on that ice and all of a sudden we we've, <laughs> we've lost you. Yeah, we've exactly. <laughs> no, yeah, it, it you need like a I don't know. I don't know exactly, but like if you have like a week of solid freezing days that where it doesn't get above freezing, you should be totally fine. And most of the places where I play where I play pond hockey are in these like like retention ponds that aren't very deep anyway. So okay. they they freeze faster and if you fall through you're just gonna like get your knees wet but okay. not drown. Alright, well my next question was gonna be have you gone ever gone ice fishing? Which I may have already asked you before. I but- have not gone ice fishing. My brother has gone ice fishing and actually I'm pretty sure I heard him say something like, "I need, I need to work on, I need to make the shanty that we're going to use for ice spear fishing later this month." Oh, that's awesome! So yeah. I guess he's going ice spear fishing. Oh, that sounds that Which, sounds incredible. I guess I guess sounds fun. I don't know. Sounds, it d- sounds, sounds fun. It mm. does sound fun. All right. Yeah, Maybe. man. Hey, it's fishing. It's a lot of just sitting on ice and waiting. There's probably some beer drinking that happens. Probably. But or still, boot, just sitting, drinks. sitting, sitting on ice, waiting well, not, for fish. See, the thing about ice fishing, though, like you can't even you gotta wait for like the fish to come to you. At least with regular fishing, you can have the sense of control and go like, you know what? I think the fish are over here. Let's go over here instead. Ice fishing, man, you got your hole and you just sit and you hope the fish find you attractive. Yeah, but then you can also you. Pro- I don't know if they chum the water or something, but 
or you can move your hole. If, if I get it, but moving your hole that takes that takes some effort. You got to drill a new hole. It, you got to move your shanty. Yeah, but the shanty probably slides or something. I, I haven't even gone, but I already have. <laughs> yeah, you appear to be some sort of ice fishing expert. Yeah, I already have these <laughs> solutions. To these very simple problems, man. I mean, the the easy answer would be just to get my brother on the on, and we could just ask him these things. But I don't know. I like actually, I like just postulating better. I like that neither of us has gone, and we've got all sorts of answers and reasons why those answers wouldn't work. Build your shanty. <laughs> you, put, you have it on ice. Ice. What happens on ice? Things slide on ice. Yeah. Your if your first hole isn't good enough, always find yourself a second hole. That's what I say. <laughs> Is that just how you live your? I guess like a motto for living your life. How you live your life, son. Uh, what if you caught a fish so big it couldn't it couldn't get out of your hole? How like that would be both tragic and awesome. Uh, this this probably you have to enlarge in your hole. Yeah, well, I don't know if you enlarge. Yeah, maybe. <laughs> that, you know that, <laughs> this that has become that, the the ice fishing podcast. Yeah, <laughs> what, what, we should. Here's what we should do: if, if we ever decide that we, our podcast needs some sort of structure, we would just pick one topic that neither of us knows anything about and just talk about it for an hour. Uh, by the way, so <laughs> which like is kind I said, of I guess kind of what we already yeah. do, but never mind. Uh, like I said, I, I kind of want to start a silly podcast as well. Uh-huh. And um, I don't listen to this uh, this podcast that I'm about to tell you about a lot, but um, I know that they c- this is the general theme. Uh, it's it's uh, I think it's called the K hole K hole with Kurt Broniger. I don't know how to pronounce the last name, but I think it's like a multi format podcast that changes the, depending on the guest that's there okay. and. That's what they do. Um, so oh, nice. I think I think one name of one one of the types of podcasts he does is the boat show, where <laughs> the guest comes on and they just talk about boats, and they just they just make it. I mean, they just kind of talk. They don't really, for the most part, I don't think they know anything about boats. They just kind of talk about boats. Have you spent yeah. much time on boats, Eric? I have not spent that much. I've time. I've been on some cool boats in my day. Yeah, big boats. Uh, some big boats, some small boats, like, some like medium yachts. boats. Uh, I, I do, we had these neighbors and I only vaguely remember this, but they had some sort of yacht. At least it was a big enough boat where like you could go down below decks. I remember that. And we went out on a lake for, to see fireworks and I was really young, but I do vaguely remember that. Did you, um, was the captain like an old grisly skinny no, man? The captain was my, my neighbor and he was just like a dude. And then he saw like a big fish, and then he goes, "We're, we're gonna need we're gonna need a bigger boat." Yes, <laughs> yes, exactly. We're gonna need a bigger boat. <laughs> I've been on a I was on a boat in Alaska, like this little like day cruise boat, and it was we saw porpoises and sea lions. That's cool. Yeah, it was neat. It's cool. I mean, oh, dude! Mm. Oh. oh, you're so excited! I'm really excited to hear what you have about to say. Um, so <laughs> on the airplane here, I downloaded two movies. Okay. Before I left to, to fly, you know, to, to watch uh-huh. on the plane. One was Tusk. Oh, that's, uh, what's his name? Uh, what's the director's name? Uh, Kevin Smith. Yes. And I already knew it was going to be disturbing when I first heard it, but I just never yeah. eventually saw it. But I, I just now recently saw it. Um, very disturbing. Right. Ridiculous. It's but about a wall, like some sort of walrus involved or no? Uh, uh yes. Okay. So, and, you know, a, a, the whole statement is correct. <laughs> If you had just said, is, is a walrus involved? I would say, yeah, kind of. Yeah. The fact that you said, is some sort of walrus involved? <laughs> you have it spot on. Okay. Because it's, it's, a, it's essentially a movie about a guy, a little spoiler it's here, okay. who wants to turn people into walruses by putting them into walrus suits. 
So is it like straight up like horror movie the entire time, or is there like a comedy aspect to it? Uh, it tries to have a comedy aspect to it. Yeah, so it's not. It's more disturbing than horror. I mean, it's, okay. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So do you watch that on the plane? Yeah. I. I, I <laughs> yes. Was there so someone I try- who, who's sitting next to you? Please tell me like a small child. <laughs> oh. Yes. <laughs> a mother of like a small baby, and the baby. Probably couldn't like you know couldn't talk or anything like that. There was a, definitely a baby, but I was trying to definitely shield its eyes as I was watching it. So I'm sitting holding my little uh, tablet close to me. Yeah, okay. And this, and this other guy was sitting to my right, and he seemed like a very jolly kind of guy. Uh-huh. So I was like, oh, don't don't let him see this, especially when they're actually showing the person in the walrus outfit. It looked so disturbing. <laughs> it looked so disturbing. And the movie itself wasn't like the most exceptional movie ever, but uh, the guy who plays the kind of sick person doing this is uh, michael parks and michael parks is a good actor man i don't um, know who that is look, look him up anything else uh, i would know he he's been in some older movies and stuff and okay. i don't recall the names of it but i know I'll that look, Kevin's, i'll look him up we'll put it in the yeah. show notes and by the way the show notes can be found at the file drawer dot audio backslash episodes backslash eight i think yeah, I think, yeah I think eight. eight okay all right sorry to interrupt carry on oh that's it this, oh okay what was, and then what was the other movie? Uh, he was in Red State. No, what's the other movie that you watched on, uh, on the plane? Uh, I watched uh, Let's Be Cops. So I was like, hey, let me get a comedy. And then, uh, <laughs> kind, of, kind of a, a palate cleanser? Yeah, really, basically. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, ooh, after I've watched this, I need to kind of laugh a bit. <laughs> I need to bring Good. some more joy into my life. Good move. Um, so today, you're talking about work and stuff. Mm-hmm. Um and actually, I'll have to work with Dana again today. But yesterday, we we actually ran some of our analyses, kind of went through and actually wrote up some of our results. Nice. Uh, looking at um, for this is for the the GLI thing that you guys are submitting to AOM, right? Yeah. So yeah. again, just to kind of rehash, we we collected data, uh, uh, longitudinal data as a part of a contract a leader development. And these program. are you're collecting data from uh, the, these all the museum executives. Yes. Okay, yeah. So these are all people who are in some sort of leadership position in museums from across the world. Yes. Yes. Cool. Um, so <clears throat> we're analyzing this data. So we collected uh, th- three main variables that we're looking at over time. Um, so one being learning growth orientation <laughs> um, and uh, leader identity and leader development efficacy. And I think we've had this. We've talked about this in another show. So the show notes are yeah there, but. Well, and, and two, you're collecting this data. It's not just like they're living their life and you're collecting this data at various points. You're collecting data at various points while they're going through this developmental program, right? Yeah. 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 Okay. Um, and I, I can't recall all the results right now. We still have to kind of interpret certain things. But initial analysis before that, the stuff that we did yesterday, um, you could see definitely like peaks and valleys in some of the data. Okay. So, that, so it's definitely kind of a, a state type variable that changes over time. Well, uh, interesting enough, I think like the identity one and maybe even the developmental efficacy one, during like specific points in the whole, you know, two week experience, mm. it dipped when certain things occurred. So I think when they were back when they were back home, I think maybe their development no I think maybe their developmental I I don't want to say the false thing. So Right. We'll eventually have a write-up of this. Yeah, we'll, we'll, we can talk about it in more detail. Uh, yeah, Wasn't yeah. there something around, like, because I was involved with the coaching aspect, and I thought the initial looking at the data, things dipped when coaching happened. 
Yeah, I believe so. Or, or things I think maybe went up after coaching. Uh, okay. And so like things might have dipped when they got their feedback or something like that. Right. But afterwards, maybe uh, that makes sense. Improved like identity. And again, I don't want to say specifics now right. because I don't have it right in front of me. But um, it's always a good feeling when analyses are, are kind of coming out in interesting ways, and instead yeah. of just kind of like looking at output and being like, "Huh, hmm, nothing yeah. is going on." So I think the leader identity stuff maybe the more promising or more int- the more i don't want to say promising in terms of like results but like mm-hmm. has the more variety of different results so and, and leader identity is basically just how, kind of how it sounds like whether you perceive yourself as a leader or like to what extent you perceive yeah, yourself as a leader yeah it's, it's, to, to, to what extent is your sense of self uh to what extent is your sense of self sort of um determined by your view of yourself as a leader okay so like uh, the, that identity of a leader uh, is it incorporated into your own sense of self to what extent is it incorporated into your sense of self i know i've just said that like three times and i'm trying to <laughs> uh, you know what yeah something you, things need to be repeated to to get through you yeah. never you never learn something on the first on the first uh iteration and then i think that the um other one that might be interesting will be the developmental efficacy piece um, and that's so- and that's basically your sense of believing that you can develop uh, or, or uh yeah sort line. of Confidence in your skills and abilities gotcha. to develop your leadership right. stuff. So it's, um, it's specifically focused on leadership, not just overall developmental efficacy, or is it leadership yeah, developmental? Leadership developmental. Okay. And so we're actually going to do, we're actually going to kind of comb back through those analyses today, um, a little later today. Cool. You, so, you, guys, you guys are diehards getting right back to work. But you well, also have a deadline coming up, don't yeah, you? Yeah, there's a deadline coming up. Okay. Yeah. That makes sense. Then. Yeah. And like, I've, you know, I've actually been working on my thesis stuff. Um, but I've actually, you know, like some of the, the sad the sadness of this is I take pleasure out of some of it. So actually, <laughs> I should not be sad about that. Uh, the 360 part, like uh, uh, the 360 stuff as well. Um, so one of these days I spent like, and this is stuff, not anything I'm like actually even writing down. It's like time spent. But I was looking at SPSS and how to use, did I already talk about this? I don't no. think so. And how to use basically, they have, um, in SPSS they have output, they have like an output management system sort of syntax that you can use that you can use to extract things from your tables and put it into actual databases themselves. Oh, okay. And so I was like, let me play around with this because it might be useful for the future. And so once you can sort of get it done, not to A, learn how to do it, but once you mm. sort of get it done, I think it's a useful tool for like when you do like whatever reliability analyses or like frequency distribute, you know, frequency analyses. Right. You want that information table so you don't have to like actual, actually copy and paste it yourself or. Right. If you want it, I just in a database yourself. It's a useful tool, um, so I don't have to copy and paste or type. You know, look at it and type it. Yeah. Um, so I spend some time on that. I was like, oh, this is so sad. I'm actually enjoying doing you, this. You're so smart, <laughs> Eric. No, that's not sad. That's cool. I'm like, yeah. I'm 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 always impressed with people who are good at that that stuff. Um, and there's nothing wrong with taking some enjoyment out of. I mean, it sounds like you were basically just learning something new that will also be useful for your work in the future. Yeah. In and the I, lab. I like the problem solving piece of that. Like, there's nothing yeah. more rewarding than you like banging your head, banging your head, and, and then, then you get, get it. it. Yeah. Um, yeah. So, it, again, I think I've talked about this before. That's one of the pieces of like the computer programming, like that I did, you know, way back in the day, like in oh two, oh one, that I liked. You know, I'd be working on projects for forever, and you know, once you sort of get it, get that like, ah, through. Yeah, it makes it all worth it. Yeah. Sometimes I feel that way with puzzle video games. 
Yeah. Oh, yeah. A good a good puzzle video game will frustrate you to the point where you kind of want to quit, but you also believe that you will be able to figure it out eventually. And it's and sometimes and I think that's a really hard balance because sometimes games kind of go the other direction where it's either way too easy that it's just not even fun or so hard that you don't have any confidence in your ability to figure it out. Yeah. Did you ever play uh, Mist back in the day? No, I didn't. You might. You know, actually, I haven't looked at it in a while, but. I'm thinking it may still hold up. I know right, it's, that, it's legendary. It, it might hold up in the sense of its graphical stuff, but it was very much click. You, you couldn't smoothly transition through the yeah. scenes. Um, it was like more you click to go forward. Well, Click-based games are actually kind of making... I don't know if they ever really went away, but there there's some really popular... And there's like a Walking Dead game that has won a lot of awards that's totally like click-based. And, and so I, I think that probably does hold up. Yeah. But back in the day, like graphically, it was just the, the amount of detail in the... In the yeah, in the visual, in the landscape and stuff was very interesting. There was a lot of interaction, and it was definitely puzzle based. I mean, you had to like go through this universe, learn new clues, mm-hmm. uh, solve puzzles to end up you know progressing through. And I thought it was awesome. And so they had Mist and they had Riven. I think yep. another one as well. Yep. Um, and I thought they were going to try to come out with a new one, but I think that got. Um, I think they decided not to or whatever. But those are really good. Um, and the other game that I own, which I bought this used, I don't really I have a PlayStation Three, but I don't really play games mm-hmm. per se. Uh, Portals, you've ever oh, heard of yeah, that? I've, I've heard of Portal. Yeah, I've... So I, I Portals, por, I Portal Two. Okay. And I haven't really played it, but I've I haven't really played it to get through it. But I enjoy it when I do play it. It's yeah. like a, a problem solving. It's it, I have it. I have it on a, a list of games that I want to check out at some point. I think I can get it on my computer. Yeah. But yeah, I know it's very problem solving based. But I I notice now though, man, it's like, and I, this might just be my roommates, but some of these problem games now people are just so quickly, so quickly go to the internet to figure, figure out how it out. Yeah, that's no fun. You know what I'm saying? So, um, yeah. I I remember I I mean so I I like to play these RPGs or role playing games, and yeah, there you could buy like strategy or strategy guides that kind of have like walkthroughs in them, and I always felt like it was cheating to go to the strategy guide to go to the walkthrough to, to figure out what to do next yeah a, good, a well-designed game should not you should be able to figure it out on your own yeah and also that you should be like discovering new things and yeah you know there should be things that are still novel even yeah. if you're still trying to figure stuff out and that's what that's what i thought those those two games are like I, it's gonna sound ridiculous but when i do play those games i remember you know Again, that process of discovery and figuring it out. I literally feel like, and I'm using the wrong terminology here, because I'm not a, I'm not a neuroscientist, but it's like, I, it's almost like I feel like new neurons and new neural pathways like being created in my brain, you know, uh, nice. as I figure stuff out. And so when you think about that, and I say that in jest, but when you think about like, you know, uh, neuroplasticity and like what we, you know, the study, you know, the, what we know about the brain and, mm-hmm. um, you know, the, the, the the, the brain is plastic right. or whatever it's, you know, as, as people say, um, there's a truth to that, man. Yeah. And so I was so talking about whatever, whatever you do, you, whatever you do regularly, you get better at in terms of how your brain fires to, to successfully complete those tasks. Yeah. One of my, I guess, great aunts was visited at my grandma's house when we were sitting there and she was talking about, yeah, I don't know how to use a computer. But well, no, not that well. But I know how to get on like Google and Facebook and little little things like that. Uh, yep. she, uh, and then uh, she was telling um, my grandma, who's like maybe in her seventies now. I don't know. Maybe she's about to turn seventy. 
she's older. Um, <laughs> she was like, yeah, you should get like a computer just to play around with it. Mm-hmm. And she goes, my grandma's like, I don't need it. But I was like, you know, nah, like a part of it. And she thought she needed it just to not be bored. But I think a part of it is like, yeah, it keeps, it keeps you sharp. Yeah. Oh, um, yeah, for sure. My, yeah. I've, I've been really impressed. My grandma it, has gotten a computer and knows how to, you know, use Facebook. And she's like all about Facebook now and yeah. doing some other things online. Yesterday, my dad was, she just got an iPhone for Christmas. Uh, yeah. so my dad was walking her through how to connect to a, like a Wi-Fi network at this campground that they're at. And, you know, yeah. she's, I'm, I'm always, I hope when I am old, older, you know, 70, 80, like I'm, I don't look at whatever the kids are doing nowadays and, and scoff. I hope that I keep this sense of curiosity and not just like living in the past. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. That's important, but yeah. I wonder what that will even look like holograms and stuff. Probably holograms i mean uh, have you seen the video in, in my day we drove our own cars <laughs> whatever grandpa uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah as your as your like great grandkids are just teleporting to come see you <laughs> yeah <laughs> we had to spend 12 hours in a car drive we drive it ourselves none of this automatic stuff no teleporting yeah. there's some interesting uh technology that i think it's still conceptual now so i'm not positive but i think they have vi- conceptual videos so i think google has bought a company called i think it's called magic leap have you ever heard of that no i haven't i think it's supposed to like it's sort of playing around with the idea of creating holograms like within the palm of your hands type thing neat at least at least that says the website st- that is some star wars stuff right there but again this is again i think very much conceptual right now okay um or if, and if it's not it's not, but I'd rather say it's conceptual. Oh, their website than, is crazy. Yeah, you know. So just the idea—that's where they're they're thinking about going. Yeah. Um, so that's interesting. And then also, like, there's a that new sort of again. I think this is still conceptual. That new sort of phone wristband thing. Have you seen that? Mm, I don't think so. And this might be—I I know less about this. Let me look it up real quick. Uh. It's like it's this thing that's supposed to like project on the wrist. Oh, I have seen that. Yes, and I, I don't it's know. If like that's a, it's re- like a bracelet, basically, and it projects like up your arm, um, like a, a keypad and display and stuff. Yeah, how 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 real is that? Uh, is that I think that exists. Yeah, I don't actually know though. So yeah, so technology, the whole idea of what was it? I don't know if we've. I think it seems it feels like we've surpassed it, but I think. In general, this term is used to talk about like the increase in technology, but I think it originally was talking about um, like how many transistors you can fit on. Oh yeah, talking about some more, what's that guy's law? Moore's law. Moore's law. There it is. Like yeah. doubles every whatever years or something. Yeah, but it feels. I mean, it at least feels like we're we've been exponentially surpassing that. Uh, so yeah, so I think they're talking about like transistor counts on microprocessors yeah. or whatever. Uh, but people do kind of use the term in general to talk about the exponential growth of technology. Well, I'm interested to see it because the next step is going to be like we're going to have to at some point stop using silicon for like processors and stuff. Like there's going to be a point where just the physical properties of that are no longer – we can no longer make it smaller or faster. And yeah. what I've heard is that the next step is basically using light uh, yeah. as, as – I don't know, as part of the how, how the processors work. And that seems yeah. crazy. Uh, what well, I, I think uh, this is years ago, but I think I think they were already working on. I, I don't know where where this went, but years ago they were working on light using light. Um, 
actually using some sort of material. It wasn't silicone, but it was almost like a. It's like a, what's that thin? Have you ever taken like a geology? graphene? Uh, not graph, not graphene, but graphene is crazy too. They, they got some new stuff on that too. Yeah. Um, no, nah, it's like a, it's like a one of those rocks that's very thin, <laughs> kind of layered. Um, uh, oh man, this is gonna kill my dad. He's a geologist or he has a geology degree. Uh, <laughs> shale, not shale. Uh, 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 something else. Obsidian? No. No, no, that's too. Uh, um, oh. I don't know. They're, they're they're working on technology to store. I think. And again, I think it was using light. I, I may be getting this wrong. I have to look it up. And if I find it, I'll put an asterisk and okay. say this on, on audio the show. asterisk. But um, in terms of like storing information, and really, when you think about it, I mean, so a transistor. Again, these these microprocessors and these transistors are nothing more than off and on. That's right. all it does. Right. And being able to put Moore's Law, like looking at this map, looks like they have like I don't even know. I don't even know what's what the thing is above million, what's tr- a trillion, billion, 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 two billion, billion transistors in two thousand on, on a microprocessor around wow. that amount. Wow. Um. So that's the idea of being able to say on and off that many times. You know what I'm saying? And that's yeah. all it is. So yeah. The ability to do that through light, I see that as being a possibility. Or even um, when they talk about, uh, yeah, we are I'm, we're going into a realm I have known nothing about. <laughs> but when we, when we talk, when we talk about uh, what, what, what's that science that everybody's uh, Einstein, Einstein, uh, Einstein uh, like theoretical physics. Yeah, like the theoretical Theor- physics. Uh, I love that man. I love theoretical physics. But what's that? Um, ah. Theory of relativity, string theory, quantum physics, quantum physics. Okay, quantum physics. So I'm sure they're looking into like, and I, and I don't know how that would work, but like quantum processors. Anytime I sit down and I read anything on astronomy or quantum physics, I question everything about the world and yeah. everything I think I know, and it just makes me feel dumb, but That's... also also awesome at the same time. Yeah, so quantum computing, uh, quantum computing studies theoretical computation systems called quantum computers that make direct use of quantum mechanical phenomena, such as a, as such as superposition. I'm reading Wikipedia, uh-huh. such as superposition and entanglement to perform operations and data. So it's different from digital computers that are based on transistors, whereas digital computers require data to be encoded into binary digits. That's what I was talking about, the off and on, mm-hmm. each of which is uh, always. In one of two definite states, zero or one, quantum computation uses qubits or quantum bits, which can be in superpositions of states. Huh. I don't know what that means, but well, I know this- the whole thing with quantum physics is that you there's you lack certainty about like it's all probability stuff. I mean, my understanding, at least for for a lot of it, is. Oh, and like Heisenberg's, you know, principle as well. Like you can know what you can know the v- velocity or the location of a particle, mm-hmm. but not both. And yeah, that yeah. It, you have basically probability clouds of electrons around um, atoms, and you can never around nuclei, and you and you can never actually say exactly where it is. You can just kind of know the probability of where something might be. But yeah. crazy stuff, dude. Do we have we have roamed far from psychology? I know. <laughs> <laughs> this is the file drawer where anything exactly. will come out. Yeah, anything will come out. We are in the, the the definition of the file drawer. That's just the miscellaneous and not the uh, unpublished psychology stuff. 
it'd be interesting. I mean, we can use our, our credibility as, you know, researchers of sorts, mm-hmm. social scientists to actually get some actual more credible, you know, some credible people that actually know about this stuff. Yeah. In the field, like another grad student that just likes talking about this. It's true. Um, I was grading, and this is—I don't know if this is connected, but we're hearing you say, you know, since we're you know social scientists, I was grading final. I was grading those learning journals that I had mentioned that the other the one of the OB classes that I TA'd, and this this class was all like medical professionals. These were students yeah. getting they either already were doctors or they're getting like medical bioscience or masters in bioscience degrees, and one of them. A lot of them like were very skeptical of the class at first, and a lot of them wrote, you know, that it ended up being useful, blah blah blah. But one of the phrases that one of them wrote was, "I didn't even know social science, like social science, was a thing before this class." I was like, "Ah, oh, you're killing yeah. me! You're killing yeah. me!" By the way, that's why like doctors are like known for. Sorry to all doctors out there, but it's well known that a lot of doctors don't have any sort of social skills or bedside manner when working with patients and stuff. It's it's hilarious. I remember hearing some maybe NPR sh- episode where they're talking about like a huge problem with like doctors and like practicing medicine is that they're already prescribing the the solution with the, before they even like sort of listen to what the problem is. They're already right. making the diagnosis before even talking to the person and asking the right questions and and stuff like that. So they already think they know the answer. Well, and there's this, this huge time pressure that most of them have to work under where they just have to crank through patients. I agree. I agree. I mean, there's yeah. also issues that. Yeah, but that they're. I mean, they their first thought goes to solving the medical problem, maybe, and not like the, the like you said, the bedside manner type stuff. Yeah, that's where our org psychology stuff can come into play, man. You oh know, yeah, so we, for sure. I mean, I, I mean, I think it's good that these students have to take an, an organizational behavior class. Yeah. It's good. Yeah. definitely relevant. But it was also crazy, like, as I was grading these, to realize at least one of the students in there was a neurosurgeon. I was like, you are so smart, and I don't know how yeah. you do that. And I'm sitting here grading your writing. Yeah, I felt inferior. It was, it was really impressive. They don't. They don't care about their grade. They're probably just like, oh, whatever. oh yeah. He's, he was. He was. He was. And the, this guy was like, he didn't care about his grade, but he always, you know, stayed after class to like talk about things with us, and he was very just curious in general. That's a, that's interesting. You know, so that's a person who's willing to be open to learning new things. Yeah. Brought it broaden their per- perspective on things because I, I think in any field if you learn you know things that we learn in the social sciences whether it be psychology or I would even say sociology things like that um, it just broadens your perspective I think to actually yeah. improve the work that you do in your field right yeah definitely. And, and I would say vice versa so the you know even though we don't know about quantum physics and all that stuff our ability to like at least want to engage in a conversation that may be out of our field yeah I think makes us stronger even in the stuff that we do because you're willing to see the world differently than just this one way that you were taught yeah well that's where creative creative breakthroughs come through being able to see the connections and things that aren't obviously connected um, yeah. and I mean even if it's not I mean I'm not saying like all right you play quantum physics and you put it and you put it with psychology but it could just be a thing a thing that you know you started thinking about because you've read about quantum physics um, like pushes you to think about this other thing with this other thing and then there's a connection that you can connect to like, whatever you're doing within your own field yeah. it's just it's yeah it's just kind of widening your network of potential associations conceptual yeah. associations yeah i mean it's, it's you know, again it's making me reflect back to organizational theory where we talk about you know the ability to hold or view uh different things through a variety of theoretical perspectives or yeah. frameworks yeah 
can really impact the way that you you know do your work. And so, yeah, I, I think that adds to it too. Like knowing other fields sort of gives you additional lenses to view your own thing in. Even even if you're just using those additional fields as metaphors for your own field to better understand your own field. I mean, I think. Yeah, metaphors can be, and we just saw from that class. Metaphors can be a, a a great tool for understanding what's going on in a complex system like an organization. Yeah, you know, whether you're viewing the organization as a biological entity and all the things that go along with that, or whether you're viewing it as some sort of um, prison, you know, yeah. and and the the power structure that goes around that that definitely <laughs> lends some interesting lenses on on understanding what's going on. Yeah. And now now I'm thinking about like when will like the sort of uh, this whole quantum mechanics quantum theory stuff be used as a metaphor for organizations yeah. if it's not our you know because obviously the complexity in all that stuff um would lend itself to the complexity in organizations i believe yeah. um well, yeah complexity theory just in general and chaos theory has been applied to organizations a lot yeah, yeah, um, but yeah kind yeah. of the 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 next yeah. step with with quantum stuff i don't know that'd be cool to, to see maybe maybe there's your there's your contribution to the field, Eric. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's a way to that's a way to not graduate anytime soon. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, hold on. Hold on. I got to learn everything about quantum uh, theoretical physics before I can move forward with my <laughs> my psychology work. Yeah. Just give me 3 years. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, well, uh, is, I got this, nothing this, else interesting. This, this this ended up not being a short one after all. We yeah. see, you know what? We hadn't talked to each other in a few days, and it just all yeah. came pouring out. Yeah, man. This <laughs> <laughs> is sad. Like, but I've heard other people say this too, but when you do podcasts, you're almost forcing yourself to sit down with people and just chat. Yeah. Otherwise, you just run around, or you're not. Otherwise, when you hang out, what do we usually do? We're probably drinking, or yeah. or or you know, it's not. It doesn't lend itself to these type of conversations. Yeah. Um. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. No, that's why. That's why. Even even if this podcast is listened to by nobody, I think it's still a worthwhile endeavor because we have conversations like this. Yeah, yeah, I, I enjoy it. Cool, man. All right. Well, well, let's do this again in a week. 